Welcome to another episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Thanksgiving's almost here, so let me take a moment to say thank you for your continued support of the podcast. From listening to buying merch to interacting with us on social media, we are thankful for the community that we've been working on building the last few years. Track and field and cross country are incredible sports, but it's really the relationships that are built within them that mean the most to us. So from Cam and myself and our families to you and your families, happy Thanksgiving. This episode is brought to you by Cedic Run. If there's a store that's helped us build that community that I just mentioned, it's SDR. They've been changing the running culture in Grand Forks, and for that, we're really thankful. It would mean a lot to not only SDR's owner, Richard, but also to us if you chose to support their store over the Black Friday weekend. We all know that small businesses are the heartbeat of a community. And just like we regularly do things to improve our actual heart health, please consider shopping at SDR and other small businesses this weekend to support the many small business owners who add so much to our towns and communities. Saturday is in fact called Small Business Saturday, so we encourage you to head downtown to the shop, take a look for yourself, and you know that if you've been to the store, it's always an incredible experience when you walk in, you'll get unmatched customer service, find great products, and you've got them. You don't have to wait for them. That's the best part. Uh, If you've never been to the store before, you're really in for a treat. It's always a positive experience, and you are going to walk away having a new favorite running store. And if you're out of town and you can't make it, just shop online or give them a call. Earlier this week, I was able to call Richard. Uh, He helped me order a new pair of Mizunos. It was super slick. Within minutes, he had them already on their way to my house, uh, all the way here in Des Moines. So it was a great process. We even got to chat a little bit about the cross-country season. And that is the kind of service that you just can't find online, uh, usually not in your big box stores. So if you want that good experience, you want a great product, SDR is the place to go. So support them this weekend. Uh, We're really thankful for them, and we hope that you walk away being thankful for them as well. On this episode of the podcast, Cam and I break down everything that we didn't mention on last episode. If you listen to that one, you know that we talked about Division One and NXR and how their seasons culminated, but now it's time to talk about D2 and the You Marry Women and their championship experience last weekend. We talk about D3 and some of the fun Fargo connections uh, within that race that you'll find really interesting. We talked about the NAIA championships and Dickinson State and University of Jamestown had athletes heading out to Portland who competed there. And then finally, we spent a lot of time talking about Bismarck State. In just their second year as a program, they took teams, uh, both on the men's and women's sides, to the junior college championships. And it's really unique. They run their cross-country championships, get a few days off, and then they run their half marathon championships. So we dive into that, break it down, and cover a lot of other tidbits in this episode as well. Once again, thank you so much for your support. We hope that you have a great Thanksgiving holiday. If it started, enjoy, be safe. And if it hasn't started yet, uh, we hope that when the time comes, you're ready to celebrate. So without further ado, thank you for listening to this episode of the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the Prairie Track and Field Podcast. I'm your host, Ryan Enerson. And I'm your other host, Cameron Rail. You thought we were done with cross country. We thought we were too, but we're back for one more on our last episode, uh, which we're going to release on the same day. Um, so if you haven't listened to that one, you can go back. But we mostly covered Division One and Division Two. 
Cam talked about uh, his trip to the Midwest Regionals down in Stillwater, Oklahoma, to catch the action of the Bison and UND uh, Fighting Hawks. And now here we are. We're back uh, to highlight pretty much everything else that happened that we left out unintentionally. So we were we've got more to to give. Yeah, I mean the last last episode that we recorded, Ryan, we kind of build it as our uh, our wrap up, our cross country wrap up. But as I was watching uh, NCAA championships, you know, that I was seeing all these results from all sorts of divisions, you know, uh, and I was like, I was texting you. I just said, "Hey, man, we we gotta we gotta get back on the mic. We gotta at least do do one more episode cross country related." Uh, I think there's some good stuff to to talk about and you know performances that at least need to be need to be mentioned. So most definitely. Yeah. So so yeah, before we started recording, you and I kind of talked through everything that we'd seen. Um and we're gonna try to touch on as many championships as we can um that we didn't touch on last episode. So I guess did we just go chronological like down the like D2, D3, and work our way down? Or uh yeah. or was there something else you wanted to start with? Well, no, let, let let's start with uh results and stuff. I mean, I was like I was saying, when I was watching I was watching the D1 championships on TV and stuff, and I was just thinking to myself, like, man, there are some really good runners in this race that are gonna get like last place. There are some like really good, like really, really good cross country teams. They're going to finish in the bottom half. And I was like, man, I, I know as an athlete, I was always so hard on myself for wherever I finished. You know, I think it, my, my best, you know, regional finish was just in, in the top 100, you know, and I, I was, I was proud of that, but you know, not right away. It was kind of like, ah, oh, man, hundredth place in the region. Nobody's gonna, you know, care about that, but uh, you still got to beat a lot of a lot of athletes to get a hundredth place, you know? Uh, so same thing for, for those that make it to nationals, obviously I, I would assume as an athlete, anytime you make nationals at any division, your goal is to, to become an all American or, or, you know, or podium as a team or stuff like that. But, um, I, I don't want the accomplishment of making it there to, uh, to be forgotten. So, uh, I, w- I was motivated by seeing all these results of, of people, uh, connected to the state and from around the state of North Dakota on uh, competing at their respective national championships. So, uh, that's kind of, kind of, kind of my thought process behind it. So, yeah, you know, the first story that pops into my head is Josh Kerr's senior year at New Mexico. Yeah. He always gets so much flack for this on their podcast sit and kick you know they got the new logo go check it yeah. out if you've never listened Clean. before it's pretty good but he always gets a ton of flack because he finished like in the bottom 10 runners um but i mean dude wasn't a cross-country guy he was miler and yeah. a world champion miler at that so and no, i think you're right I mean, there's really good people that finish in the bottom parts of the races yeah i mean he, he even qualified as like an individual i think a lot of those seasons so uh had to finish in the top probably in the top 10 in his region uh, and then you know combination of really good 10k talent or uh maybe just having an off day you know you never Mm -hmm. know yeah so uh the results don't speak completely to like the talent and effort of each of the athletes so 
anyway, all, all that to say, I, I was impressed with with how many uh, North Dakota related uh, teams and athletes were competing at their at their respective national championships. So, um, yeah, the first one that I noticed, and like you said, Ryan, we we kind of like quote unquote forgot about these uh, on last episode. Uh, I don't know if it's forgot, but, uh, you know, I just, just wasn't paying as close of attention as maybe a podcast host should, but, uh, <laughs> uh, first one, I mean, you marry women, they, they've been known to make it a habit of qualifying for the national championships, uh, came into the season unranked at the beginning of the season, uh, qualified for nationals, uh, and were able to compete there, finish 19th as a team. So, uh, I, I wouldn't say I was surprised to see him back uh, at the championships. It felt like uh, it's where they belong. Um, but yeah, it was not was not a team that we were really like talking about uh, throughout most of the season, Ryan. But you know, mm-hmm. and I think to, that's just hard in a conference like the NSIC, right? Yeah. You're they're so deep, and you know we we try to like spotlight as many like schools and conferences and. This year we kind of we did a good episode with Jacob Jensen and kind of we're following Minot State maybe a little bit closer, but um, not to say that we haven't followed you know some of the other schools in the past, but we definitely like didn't have our eyes on the U Mary women. That's for sure. Yeah, I mean, I not to use too many cliches, but I'm sure they're going to take this, you know, uh, qualifying for nationals, use it as motivation. And, you know, next year it won't be just qualifying. It'll be, uh, improving their result and, you know, maybe hoping to get back, uh, back on that podium. So shout out to the, you marry women for sure. So that's kind of, that's kind of the D2, uh, D2, uh, result, I guess I wanted to highlight. Um, if we go to, uh, where should we go next, Ryan? Well, let's go D3. I mean, work our way down the line. Yeah. There's one thing that I want to give a shout out to. So if you have been paying attention to our podcast or just North Dakota results, Lauren Dosh should be a name that comes to mind. Last year, she kind of lit up the track for the Red River Girls. And she took her talents to, and I always have to double check if I make sure I'm saying this right, but Franciscan University. Um, they wow. compete in the president's athletic conference and at their conference championships a few weeks ago, she was the newcomer of the year, the PAC newcomer of the year. Um, she finished sixth, was the top freshman, therefore got the award. So just kind of a, a fun little shout out for her. And I mean, part of why we do the podcast, right? These runners that have had such success in North Dakota go off. If it wasn't for our podcast, I'm sure nobody would really be talking about Franciscan University. Yeah. Do you want to take a guess where you think it is? Um, uh, like Cincinnati. Um, no, I'm googling I, it right now. I'm googling. <laughs> I knew, I knew. Okay, I did know it was in Ohio, but I didn't remember the ta- town. It's Steubenville. So I was right on the state, though. You were right on the state. Let's go. Let's see if we pull it up on the map. Where is Steubenville? Have you ever heard of Steubenville before? I have now. It's actually really close to Pittsburgh. Cincinnati is like really close to like Louisville and Indy. And Steubenville is like south of Cleveland over by Pittsburgh. Okay. So. There you go for your geography buffs. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, uh, just kind of a fun tidbit 
And then you had to bring my attention to the winner of the D3 championships because I wasn't familiar with her background. But tell us a little bit about Fiona Smith and why she's relevant to the pod. Yeah, I I can't remember if it was the Shanley coach just kind of put this in my ear in passing one time after we had started the podcast or if it was uh, during my uh, coaching days at Concordia College here in Moorhead. Uh, but yeah, Fiona Smith. D3 national champion, D3 championship record holder, I believe. Uh, she crushed it. Uh, but seventh and eighth grade ran for Fargo Shanley. Yeah. So we, we did some we'll, fact checking and we're going to claim her. You know, yeah. I know she's lived a lot, a lot of places. You know, you're uh, in your quick little research, Ryan, Germany, Saudi Arabia. Uh, but she's Far- in North Fargo. Dakota. Fargo, yeah. yeah, she's in North Dakota. Yeah, for sure. For sure. Yeah. So no, you hit the nail on the head. So for just a little background, and we've talked, we hope that we can get her on the podcast at some point. That'd be cool. Yeah. But Germany to Saudi Arabia to Fargo to El Salvador to Saudi Arabia, where she actually graduated. Um, and now back to St. Benedict uh in Minnesota. So yeah. Yeah, yeah she's been, I mean, she's been tearing up. Uh, D3 in the Mayak conference for, for years now, uh, three years probably. And, you know, came away with the national championship at the D3 championships this year. And uh, I don't know if you, you saw the post uh, on Instagram of, I, I don't remember who posted it, Sidious or I don't know, one of the, one of the main running media, but uh, just uh really, really emotional uh, moment for her. I, I saw a little interview that she had done and looked like her parent, both her parents were able to make it to the meet, which is not something that happens uh, very often, uh, according to her. So uh, I don't know, winning can be emotional, but when there's this friends and family there too, man, that's just, just hits me, hits me right in the spot, man. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So uh, no, super cool story. And like you said, we'll claim her. Yep. North you Dakota. Know, not a not a ton to touch on on D three. Should we keep going down the list? Yeah, let's do it. Okay, that probably takes us to NAIA. Yeah, what do you got for us? NAIA, NAIA. Going through my tabs here, Ryan. Dude, we have a lot of tabs pulled up. So many tabs. Do you, do you want me? Should I call and you hang up here? <laughs> well, see, Ryan. Here's the thing. You're you're smart, and you just use a old school pen and paper, and. uh uh, that way there's no fumbling for you but yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna pass the baton to you because i am just bad bad exchange there go for it sounds good well i'll start with the individuals and maybe you can tell us a little bit about the teams but uh if you listen to our jarvis Jellin episode when we had the director of uj university of jamestown cross country and track and field on a few months ago he told us that he announced uh, a transfer athlete kind of follow him from acu and that was gabe trevino um and Gabe qualified individually for the NAIA championships. And that was one thing that Jarvis had talked a lot about was that he was going to make sure that his athletes had the opportunities to compete at high levels. And uh, I know NAIA championships were out in Portland. It looked like they went out and had a heck of a time together. Uh, looked like a lot of fun. Went to the Nike headquarters and like the really cool, uh, you know, Michael Johnson track in the forest and did all the fun stuff. And, also big for Jamestown, uh, as of today, they got an invite to join the NSIC. Yeah. 
uh, the most regional or what have I called it before, Ryan? Uh, NSIC, the most uh, uh, like regionally the mo- <laughs> appropriate conference in the nation. Or, I feel like you've used it's it's like flowed a lot better off the tongue when you've yeah, said it in the past. Yeah. Uh, yeah, I I can't remember. <laughs> I, I'm having a it's tough late. time. I'm it's having a late. tough time tonight, Ryan. But yeah, basically love the NSIC. Love how regionally specific all the teams are. Jamestown fits right into the to the regional demographic uh, of that conference. And uh, yeah, it looks like 2025, 26, they should be uh, in the NSIC. So I think uh, we were talking a little bit, you know, going to add a lot of... Uh, a lot of talented, you know, athletes and, uh, competitive teams, uh, to the conference. So. Yeah. They'll be the third North Dakota school with Minot state and you Mary being in the NSIC, but, uh, it's going to be like perfect for the conferences that now that they're, they're an even number of schools now. So you can add in travel partners and all that good stuff. So that'll be super clutch for them. Yep. And then, yeah, just, crazy for the state that we're going to have another D2 program. Um, you know, the NSIC is, it's good. It's a really good competitive program or yeah. conference. And so yeah. UJ, UJ is going to have to step up their game, but I, I, think, I think go for it. Well, I was just going to say, I think it, it fits really well with what, you know, our conversation with Jarvis and his, his plans and, and visions for the program. I think, uh, moving I, I don't know exactly how like the whole scholarship stuff works but i think moving to nca d2 uh is gonna create a, a little bit more like prestige or like credibility i guess you could call it uh when it comes to like recruiting and uh like we've said on the podcast not not the division matters for uh you know opportunity or i don't, I don't know but I, I think it's going to be a good thing. And, you know, part of growing is, is changing. So mm-hmm. definitely. Yeah. Tell us about final, our uh, Dickinson state men and women. Yeah. I was just going to say final note on the NAI championships, both the Dickinson state men and women uh, did qualify for the championships. So awesome to see them there representing the, great state of North Dakota and the Western part of the state, uh, more specifically. So Dickinson state, uh, I mean, on the men's side, you know, familiar names to the podcast, Caleb Sarsland, Finn Krenz, uh, leading their team, uh, at their first national championships. So hope to see those guys back and, uh, hungry for more. Without a doubt. Our last kind of championships that we want to touch on both involve the same institution, Bismarck State College. Now, you and I had a heck of a time going through the results, trying to find out where they land. Because for those that don't know, uh, NCAA Junior College League, I guess you'd call it, has three divisions, like D1, D2, D3, but all JUCO. Yep. And so we were looking first for cross-country results. Um, and we'll touch on that first. So the Bismarck state men took eighth, very, very impressive finish there. They're in that D two division for Juco. Uh, and they were led by Eric Asby, a North Dakota native from Bismarck. He took 10th, just a freshman. So super exciting for them. Um, 
you know, they went from having two guys on the team last year to having not just the team qualify for nationals, but all of a sudden, you know, taking top 10 with an eighth place finish. Yeah. That's that, really sweet. That, that's really cool to see how, how quickly they've kind of uh, settled in, I guess you could say, or elevated themselves to, to the level of their competition. And uh, like, like I was kind of saying before, and like we've said so many times on the podcast, man, what a, what a cool opportunity. Uh, you know, you can go to, if you're from North Dakota or from Bismarck, you can go to BSC, uh, you know, right there. And you know, if the trend continues, you know, instantly have an opportunity uh, to compete at the national level and at, at the top of, of the national level has be obviously, you know, getting 10th in the, in NJCAA division two. So, mm-hmm. man, Ryan, I, I uh, just in the couple minutes that we were trying to pull up results, man, learn, learn so much about different conferences and divisions and, you know, NCAA D1, D2, D3, NAIA, NJCAA, one, two, three. That's like seven, seven different conferences. There are seven different Leagues? divisions that yeah, divisions. You could, yeah, compete at. So uh, opportunities are out there, you know. And if if you just want to keep competing, uh, the opportunities are there to find a level of competition that suits you uh, and can be the best environment for improvement of yourself. So right, uh, cool, cool thing about, I'm going to segue this to you, Ryan. Cool fact we found about the NJCAA. Not only do they have a cross country championships, uh, which BSC was, was at and did very well, but what else do they have? Dude, they have a half marathon championships. And I remember when they had announced that they were launching a program. Yeah. It was we like knew, okay, you know, they're they're gonna be competing cross country. And I remember seeing a snippet about half marathon that they were gonna have a half marathon team and just thought, where does that fit into the picture? <laughs> um before I dive into that, I do want to just give a quick shout out to kind of set the stage a little bit more. So for cross-country championships, those were November 11th. Um, And the women for Bismarck State, they also qualified. They went from not even having a team last year, no no individuals, uh, to 21st. So anyway, they're they're down in Huntsville. They're competing at the cross-country championships. And then all of a sudden, you just turn around three days later, and on the 14th, they ran the half marathon championships so you can compete in cross country and then you can turn around three days later and run in the half marathon championships and three days later they found just as much success uh if not more so the men also finished eighth as a team there in the half marathon championships eric casby finished 34th i was going through and there was actually a handful of people that competed in the half marathon that didn't even compete in the cross country championship. So, I mean, you look at it and you're like, Oh, 34th tired legs, but also sprinkle in a few more guys. Right. And we were looking, dude, it was fast. The winner ran 63 minutes. That's, that's so wild. And I think it was, (laughs) I don't think it's road. I think it's like grass cross country or grass half marathon. Cause it's listed as the same location on Tifers. No, there's no way that it's a, 
what just well, like 2k loops until you hit a half marathon i don't know it's both the cross country and the half marathon are listed at john hunt park in alabama you can just run it in the parking lot maybe maybe but hold on anyway i'm gonna so i'm gonna, you, I'm you gonna figure it out all yeah. Okay. The men finished eighth. Eric Hasby from Bismarck finished thirty fourth. The women finished eleventh. Uh, Ava Stafford finished fourteenth. Um, wow, which is an improvement because she finished seventeenth as an individual in the cross country championships three days before, and then came back and and moved up a few spots. So, yeah, because I had been on Instagram and one minute they're posting about their cross country championships, and then the next minute they're posting about. The half marathon championship. So it was a uh, looked like a cool opportunity, and like Cam was saying, like if it's something that you want to keep competing, don't buy into the trap of, well, if I don't go D one or D two, like I- I'm just gonna hang it up. No, like dude, you can run D three, you can run NAI, you can run JUCO. Like if it's something that you're passionate about and you want to do. And you're just like, ah, I don't know, like go because it doesn't matter what level you can compete at the top of that level uh, and go from there. So, yeah. And then real quick, uh, before you, you drop a fact check on me, Eric Hasby. So we mentioned he finished 10th. That gives him all American status. And it also sets the BSC school record. And you got to keep in mind that they did have a team. Then uh, they cut their program for many years. So, he broke a school record that was set in 1987. Wow, nice. Yep. So here's what I found on the half marathon. Okay. There's a photo gallery from the 2021 NJCAA Men's Half Marathon Championships All right. on the NJCAA website. Uh, and it looks like they're running on a road. But when I look at, they have like a little slideshow uh, highlighting this year's half marathon championships. Mm-hmm. And you're right, Ryan. It looks like the, the picture that they have for the half marathon results shows them on grass. Like it looks like they're, yeah, like exactly like you said, it looks like they're just finishing on the, well, Maybe they just finished on the grass, though. Because here's another picture. This is like the worst fact check of all time. But uh, <laughs> there's another picture of them starting. It looks like a road race. I'm going to I'm gonna stick by and uh, say that it was a road race. Well, we're just going to have to get someone on the pod. And yeah, I guess. Uh, one thing to note about the NJCAA, uh, that winning time, 103.58. Uh, it's a NJCAA men's half marathon record. So I don't know if they're always running that fast, but uh, this year that's uh, fastest it's ever been. So yeah, dude, that's that's wild. That is so quick. It's very good. It's very very good. All oh, right. Ryan, one one more result we forgot. Uh, Fighting Hawk Yunja Kotluk. Uh, we had mentioned uh, after regions that she qualified for nationals. Uh, ran out there in Virginia. Uh, looked like a really challenging course. Uh, 88th place for the Hawks in the uh, their first uh, female to compete at the NCAA D1 Championships. So 
Let's go. Shout out to Yunja. Have you seen the video of that? It's like a, I don't know, Belgian or Dutch kid. And he's got like a little amuse, like a, not like toy amusement park kind of thing he's got set up. And he's like, right, okay. okay, let's go. <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking okay, about. Okay, sounds good. That's <laughs> it's just been a line I've been dropping lately. Uh, no, that's uh, that's good stuff. Is there yeah. anything else we need to talk about or are we just... We're just calling it good. Yeah, I'll I'll bring up one more thing. So uh, the only reason I want to bring this up, Ryan, is because I feel like I saw an abnormally high level of like uh, social media content related to this. Mm-hmm. Uh, for any of you who watched the uh, or followed the NCAA cross country season. Uh, you'll know at least D one. Well, no, it, it's all pretty much all divisions. I think, um, anyway, D one, D two and D three for sure. For NCAA, the women run six K and the men run eight or 10 K throughout the season. Kind of the, the debate, the question is, you know, why, why do we still have different race distances? You know, some people, well, I think, I mean, the, at the root of it, I think it, it was set up that way because way back whenever they were choosing race distances, it was like, oh, well, women can't handle the 10K or, or some some silly reason like that. But, I mean, we all know that they run the, the 10K on the track uh, at the outdoor championships. Um, So, anyway, it, it was just kind of like, what what do we do? You know, a lot of people are saying, like, we want – we want the races to be equal, you know, the women can run 10 K, let them run 10 K. Uh, but then a lot of other people were kind of saying like, no, let's, let's get the race. that's the best, uh, for, you know, competition, what race is going to provide us with the most exciting races, regardless of, of gender, maybe, maybe the men need to go down to six K. Um, so I was just kind of curious if you had any, any thoughts on that, Ryan, I think I have a, I mean, I I have my opinions, but uh... I think I don't know which direction it needs to go. If women need to step up or men need to go down, but I think it should be the same, just because. Yeah. And I'm thinking of it more from a, just a broadcasting perspective, or like you're just a casual fan who turns on ESPN and cross country just happens to be on TV. Uh, the goal is it should be as easy as possible to watch. Yeah, and it should be as easy to understand. And so, when you watch. Did the men race first this year or the women race first? Uh, the women raced first this year. So you're a casual fan. You don't know anything about track and field and cross country. And you watch an athlete cross the line. They ran 19 something for 6K. Yeah. And then the 19 minute mark hits in the men's race. And they're not even close to being done yet. And you're right. like, I shouldn't say not even close. But, you know, they're still got a yeah. big chunk of the race to go. It's like, wait, why are they still running? Like, what's going yeah. on? So. From a fan perspective, I really think it should be the same. I don't know. Maybe you meet in the middle and you do 8K, but it's also so hard because during the season two, I know eventually you kind of hit that consistency point where, you know, men are running 8K, women are running 6K, but sometimes you start the season and women are running 4K and the men are running 5K. And then sometimes, you know, you just, it seems like you step up incrementally as you get closer to the conference meet, but 
yeah, it'd just be nice if it was uniform and it was always the same. Yeah, one. I mean, one of the arguments that I saw on like Twitter or whatever was uh, uh, arguing for why it was different distances is so that like broadcast time would be somewhat similar. The only problem with that is 6K and 10K, they're not, they're not close at all no. to the same amount of time. So that kind of like, wait, hold on. Throws... What was, what was their perspective? Like, how is it the same in their eyes? Well, they, I, I don't think, I think they were just trying to come up with some sort of reason why they might still be different. And they were saying like, well, it, so that it's takes about the same amount of time, kind of the same reason that, you know, they have women's shot put and men's shot put different weights. You know, in theory, it's so that they're still throwing around the same distance. You know, the only problem with that, like, argument is, as it is right now, like, 6K and 10K do not produce races that are the same time. Yeah, You're yeah. getting 10, you know, 10 more minutes of racing on a 10K than, than a women's 6K, you know? Right. I think... I mean, I agree with you. I think I think it should go down. I think the I mean, a lot of the arguments that I was seeing that was saying like six K is great because uh it's manageable for the mid distance types. Mm-hmm. So you mm-hmm. you're able to get a wider variety of teams that <clears throat> can field really strong, uh really strong cross country teams because they can have a, a fifteen hundred meter runner or even like an eight K runner who's really kind of having to stretch, but they can be competitive in a six K. You're, you're never going to see a guy who's like a pure eight guy uh, racing a 10K. Yeah. And so that, that's I feel like that's kind of the, the two arguments, right? You have the, the mid-distance runners who love cross-country and would be all for making it more competitive and shortening the distance. Uh, but then you have like the, the distance runners who are like, listen, man, we only get we only get the 10K on the track outdoors, like give us, you know, give us one more race, you know, mid distance, you got indoor and you have outdoor season, uh, us true distance or true distance, you know, the, the real long distance people, you know, we, we need cross country. Come on, don't take cross country away (laughs) from us. So, I mean, I think I I always really enjoyed running the eight K and 10 K doesn't sound like that much more, but, uh, man, I, I always struggled a little bit more doing the extra two K. What about for the sprinters that love cross country? Uh, you just got to put in more mileage in the summer. Right? <laughs> that's all. That's all it comes down You're, to. You can't bring it down further. Like you can't keep bartering on this. I mean, I, World World XC does like the the two K relay, like a mixed that's, relay, which is pretty true. dope. You know, I don't. I don't think that. I don't think the NCAA needs like another uh, event. You know, it's already pretty pretty full as it is but i don't know i just think it's it's a it's an interesting conversation because there's like the there's the history of why the the race distances are different which is which is kind of a silly uh historically like the reason is silly you know oh Mm -hmm. women women aren't strong enough you know like that's like we all know that's that's silly um but even (laughs) Even though that's kind of the history of of where the the distances come from, I think a lot of women don't want don't want to change. I think they really enjoy the six k distance uh, in cross country, and I think it makes for really great racing. And I think that like twenty minute race distance or race time 
is really palatable for an audience. Um, it it's captivating, you know, it's long enough where stuff still happens, but it's not so long where you get, you know, kind of lost in it. Uh, so I don't know, maybe it just needs to be like an obscure, they need to make it 7.5 K <laughs> or, or something like that. So then Dude, people can like, stop complaining. That's like those races that during cross country season, early season, they run them like miles, like someone will run like a five mile or somewhere, but for whatever yeah. reason, in tifers it goes in as like a, yeah, like a 6.83 K. <laughs> what? Yeah, that, that was not an accurate conversion, by the way. That was just I'm the, numbers I'm thrown the, out. I'm the school record holder in the 8.2 K short course cross country. <laughs> no, I'm but. for real. Like I remember, I was looking up someone's. Let's see if this is it. Um, oh, this one's pretty clean. I was gonna say I was looking up Logan Lummel's results for Western Illinois. Shout out! And it was like five. Five mile XC PR and T first. And it's like, no what? <laughs> yeah. But some of them, yeah, they put them in weird. So, yeah. I, I mean, yeah. I don't, maybe, maybe part of the reason we did, we did such a deep dive in all these results for all these different divisions, Ryan. And, and we're still talking about what race distance everybody should run is because I just don't want to let cross country go. Uh, I'm sad to see it leave. I'm just trying to hang on to the last bit of, grass racing that uh that i can <laughs> man it'll be back i think we still have foot locker championships i don't know if we have any north dakota athletes going to foot locker yeah i uh but east bay one, foot locker yeah the once that it's just too much it's just too much for me to keep track of as much man. as i love cross country well, okay. Let's end this episode. You just told us you're thankful for cross country. Thanksgiving is <laughs> coming up in a couple of days. What's one other thing that you're thankful for? Oh, I'm thankful when people buy our merch. Wow. <laughs> oh my gosh. We <laughs> That was a wild segue. I was not I was not expecting that. You gotta plug it, you know. The people who are best at like YouTube content, Ryan, they are the most consistent and the least afraid to say, hit that subscribe button. Make sure you ring that bell. They just do it over and over and over again. And finally, you just like, fine, Mr. Beast, I'll subscribe. <laughs> and then next thing you know, he's, you know, he owns the world. So, yeah. So we're working on it and we're going to make <laughs> it much easier for you to buy merch than it's been in the past. So, yes, sir. Be on the lookout. Okay. Well, is that it? Yeah, let's uh let's let's wrap this one up before I say something else that I might regret. All right. Well, our last shameless plugs are gonna be thank you for listening. As always, tell your friends about it, spread the word about the podcast. We've got some cool projects like merch uh in the works right now that we're uh gonna be bringing to you shortly. So stay tuned and otherwise have a happy Thanksgiving and we'll see you next time. <laughs>